Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Well, once again, this is going to be a great year. 2020 is going to be a great year. And we are going to see miraculous things happen for those of us who love and trust and serve our Lord Christ Jesus. Of course, everything that we have is from grace, but we receive with our hands of what? Faith. So, this has been an interesting time for many of us. Not in the history of most of our lives has any of us ever seen anything like this before. So, what are we gleaning from this? This is a time to get prepared, to be prepared for the next move of God. Satan can never out-checkmate God. God had nothing to do with the coronavirus, but rest assured, he will, he will work this for our good. What has been heavy on my heart is basically finances. That's a very big issue for me, and God has taught me some supernatural um, spiritual principles to add to the natural principles of um, working hard, saving your money, paying your bills on time, um, having a budget, staying in your budget. All of those are natural things. But what God taught me a long time ago, and, and now I'm going to add something to that, but I never forget when I was first starting my more personalized walk with the Lord decades and decades ago. And he taught me about the ant. He taught me about the ant and how the ant was a saver. And the ant saved for hard times. And then he taught me about the rock badger. The rock badger builds their home. They build their homes in the rocky crevices high up in the high mountainous areas. And what God taught me about the rock badger was rock badgers protects their finances. They protect their finances from high utility bills, from high telephone bills, from high cable bills. The rock badger protects their finances. Then the Holy Spirit taught me about the locust. The locust basically moves as one as an army. They are so that's how you move forward in promotion. So you get promoted by being a good steward and doing a good job. And then the last animal that God or insect that God taught me about was the spider. And I have been aspiring to be a spider because a spider creates wealth with their hands. So Bill Gates is a spider. Uh, Elon Musk is a spider. So we have um, um, David Stewart is a spider. Uh, Pastor Bill Winston is a spider, right? So spiders, Oprah Winfrey, she's a spider. 
They create wealth with their hands. God has given me some witty inventions. God has given me some ideas and I plan on moving forward on those things. And I want to add the supernatural to the natural things that God has taught me. And God had taught me about when Peter went to Jesus to ask for money to pay taxes. Jesus did something interesting. First of all, he said, basically, when you are the son of the king of the universe, you don't have to pay taxes. But in order for us to be compliant with the systems of man, we will pay taxes. But we need to understand that we're kingdom people and we're not of this world, right? But we are to obey the laws of the land. So he told Peter to go to the God, I think it was Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, to cast his um, net and to pull the first fish out. And in the first fish mouth, he would find a gold coin. So what was this all about? This was about Jesus Applying the natural with the supernatural. We are 100% mankind. We children of God. We're 100% man, but we're 100% spirit also. Just like Jesus the Christ. And we need to be awakened and learn this. So the natural was, of course, Peter was a fisherman. Peter did the things that he was born into, learned how to be a fisherman, I guess, from his dad, had his own fishing fleet, had a fishing partners, um, John and what, um, Andrew, right? Well, no, Andrew was his brother. So John and James was um, the other, and Andrew was Peter's brother. So they had their own fishing fleet and they knew all about fishing. So God had them do something that he was very familiar with, which was what? fishing. So he sends them out, but was what was supernatural was that he told them specifically that it was going to be the first fish out of the net, and in that fish's mouth was going to be a coin, a gold coin. Now that's the supernatural added to the what? Natural. So I started meditating on this because I needed some super added to my what? Natural. And what I ended up doing was I I envisioned, envisioned myself talking to Jesus, telling him I need extra finances because to pay the property taxes, to pay all sorts of bills, because I stu- I have debt from student loans. I have debt from a divorce. I have debt because I have children. So I'm trying to get out of debt and I'm doing the best I can, and I know God is helping me. But one of the major things that I had come up a while back, which was I needed extra finances for something, and I asked God for the coin from the fish's mouth, first fish mouth, and guess what? God gave me a person, and that person, the first person that God gave me, had the funding that I needed to, that I asked God for. So, What happened here? I did the right thing. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I work hard. 
I try to do my best on my job. I try to stay within my budget. I try to take care of all my responsibilities, but I still am coming up short. This is soon to change, though. So what happens now? I learn about the golden, the coin in the fish's mouth. So now I pray about this. But now God is taking me to another level. He showed me Peter. Peter permitted Jesus to use his boat to do his ministry. And in in payment for that, Peter and Andrew and James and John had been fishing all night long and caught what? Nothing. And so in the middle of the day, which is the worst time as in the Sea of Galilee to try to get, get fish, Jesus says, now go ahead and go out to the deep, cast your nets, N-E-T-S, cast, cast your nets. He told them multiple nets on the right side. So I guess he had been casting his nets on the left side earlier. So Peter didn't want to do it. And Peter was like, you're not a fisherman. You're a carpenter. You don't know anything about fishing. I'm telling you, but upon your word. So Peter must have had a little faith after listening to Jesus teach the, the crowd on the beach. So he only casted one net. And guess what? It was a backbreaking load of fish. The net started tearing because he didn't obey. Peter immediately got down on his knees and told Jesus that he wasn't even worthy. So Jesus was showing him, if you do the right thing, if you permit me to use you for my ministry. Now, Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit love us. And they don't love us like Satan does to use, abuse, and destroy us and then discard us. God loves us and wants to give us the abundant life. So number one, he wants a personal, intimate relationship with us. And in the overflow of the love that he lavishes on us, he wants us to minister to others. Okay, so he wants us to minister out of the overflow of the abundance of his love. So here we go. So he casts the net and he tells Peter that you're going to be fishers of men. So what does that have to do with Dr. Edith Gale Davis? Well, I already had done the gold coin. So, you know, I was going for the net of net with the fish. So I started envisioning. I started envisioning Jesus being in my boat. I am the boat. So Jesus is in me. And I, whenever the Holy Spirit needs me to minister to an individual or give someone some some kind of money or whatever the Holy Spirit wants me to do, I will do because I belong to Christ Jesus. I belong to Daddy God, I belong to Lord God, Holy Spirit. So I look at myself as a boat and that Jesus is in me. So here we go. So Jesus is in me and there is a need. I had not one, but two family properties that property taxes had to be paid today. I am entering into a time where my contract ends with Florida A&M. And for the next three to four months, I am totally, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm totally dependent on God anyway. 
but more so during the summer. And I had already promised God last summer that he's taking care of me every summer and that I was going to make sure that I gave money during this time to certain ministries because in the summertime, this is when a lot of ministries are hurting because people do not give. And now with the coronavirus, um, people are a large percentage of people are not tithing and they're not giving their offerings. But do you know what? Dr. Edith Davis is tithing and Dr. Edith Davis is giving her offerings. Um, some churches are saying they're down as much as 75%. Some churches are down as much as 45%. But I'm going to tell you something. A ministry uh, that I follow and one of, I consider one of my teachers is Andrew Walmack. And guess what? Andrew Walmack flourished in economic hard times and built a multi-million dollar complex called Karis Bible College. Totally, almost totally debt-free. Millions and millions of dollars was totally contributed to the building of his university or his college, Karis Bible College. Okay? So, here we go. So guess what? I casted my net. And guess what? Even though I got hit hard when I called the county to see how much I owed on the taxes, in one case, the property value went up by $7,000. $7,000 increase. So you know I was paying a lot more taxes than I anticipated. Another property had lost its homestead exemption. So it went up an additional $300. But you know what? <laughs> My God is bigger than all of that. Daddy God, you hey, vahe, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit, they got me the monies to make sure that my mother would not lose her house. So tomorrow I've got to pay the rent and my apartment is over $1,500 a month. So once again, I know that Daddy God, you have Lord God, Christ Jesus, and Lord God are going to take, Lord God, Holy Spirit, are going to take care of me. And it's not just because I'm a tither, but that has a covenant. This is not a promise. Tithing is a covenant blessing. That means it's a blessing done in blood, the blood of Christ Jesus. And as long as I align myself up with God's word, he's got my back once again. So this has been something that has been on my mind and on my heart. And I have been praying for my family and my friends and even my enemies. I've been praying that they are safe and that they are covered by the blood of Christ Jesus and Psalm 91. Now, you might think it's strange when I say even my enemies, but this is the interesting thing. God loves my enemies. God loves your enemies. And so if God loves them, then I need to learn to love them. You got that? I got a little evaluation 
uh, the other day a three-year um, evaluation check from my godfather. And one of the things that he had been teaching me was to forgive in advance, to be not offended in advance. So whenever the offense or whenever something happens, I've already forgiven them and I can still pour the love of Christ Jesus unto these individuals. So why is this so important? This is how Christ Jesus lived on planet Earth. Jesus was on the cross even before that. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane sweating drops of blood from the pressure and the reality that he was going to be carrying the sins of every man, woman, and child born on planet Earth, past, present, and future. This must have been horrendous. He carried the sins of Adolf Hitler. He carried the sins of Stalin. He carried the sins of serial killers. He carried the sins of axe murderers. Lizzie, Lizzie was it Lizzie Bourne? Oh, I forgot her name. But he carried some best sins. And guess what? He carried my sins. My wretched foul polluted sins he carried them all to the cross and took them to the pit of hell and left them there thank you Christ Jesus but how was he able to make it what ended up happening was God I believe disclosed to him in the garden the the billions of souls that were going to be saved by his blood and he saw your face and he saw my face and he saw your enemy's face. That's right. He was able to enter into the joy of the Lord doing the most horrendous, most difficult thing. And Jesus knows about every hurt. Not only did he take our pain, he took our sin, he took our iniquities, he took our transgressions, he took our um lack and poverty. He took our sickness and our disease. He took our mental anguish. He took our depression and our confusion. And a matter of fact, he got to see up close and personal how much Satan hated mankind because everything that Satan could do to Christ Jesus when God removed his hand of protection God the Father removed his hand of protection so that Satan could have his way with his son Jesus knows exactly how much Satan hates you and how much Satan hates me and that he would crucify us if he could Right? So Jesus took it all. But when he was on the cross, he forgave everybody, including me and you. He saw our faces and the joy, the joy of saving us from a death. The wages of sin is death from the most miserable death, from the most miserable life that Satan could think of for us. He had great joy. And that joy radiated so much that he transcended from the pain in his hands, from the nails, and the pain in his feet, and the crown of thorns on his head, and the scourging 
and bloody ripped up tore up back oh yes his beard had been plucked out they actually spat on him this is the creator the creator of this universe our God he permitted his creation to do this because they didn't know what they were doing they didn't understand they didn't know that they were being a gate of hell instead of a window of heaven remember you become a gate of hell when you align with your flesh when you align with the mess that Satan has given you when you let your mind be taken over by foul polluted thoughts by envy and jealousy and gossip and hatred yes you become a gate for Satan so these people were just gates they were just instruments they were just tools to be used and abused and basically discarded by Satan but he wanted them to become windows of heaven where they would have the opportunity to have their eyes open and that they would learn about the real father not the father that Satan is trying to perpetrate to mankind but the real father the father yes of love but the father also of justice of the father of mercy and the father of tender kindness oh yes Jesus was full of joy on that cross towards the end because he loved us so much. Because the Father loved us so much. Because the Lord God Holy Spirit loved us so much. We must take advantage of this great opportunity to come into alignment, come into a more intimate relationship with the Father, with the Son, with the Lord God, Holy Spirit, because they love us so much. And Jesus died so that we could be restored back to the Father. That's right. We now have a covenant relationship with Daddy God, Yuhei and with the Lord God, Holy Spirit. And those of us who are saved actually have the Lord God, Holy Spirit in us, along with Christ Jesus. And we know that the Father is also in Christ Jesus. They are one. So we have an opportunity during this horrendous dilemma that the virus has caused on this planet to get into right relationship with the Father. We need to make sure that we are in alignment and get our household in order because we are coming into times that the things that you normally relied on, depended on, will not be there for you. So, spiritual believers, it's time to set your house in order and set it on the rock. Set it on Christ Jesus. And you too can go 
and get the golden coin out of the first fish's mouth. You too can cast your net on the right hand side. You too will have all your needs met and some that God has a plan, a good plan for each and every one of us and no coronavirus or anything else will be able to stop it. Spiritual believers, please listen to me and get your house in order. Not only did the coronavirus shake up the sports arena, shake up the industry, shake up Wall Street, the coronavirus also shook or shaked, if you want to say that, shaked up the church. The church has got to wake up. We need to be about our father's business. We were saved and left here to bring others to Christ Jesus. There'll be some people that will never step foot in a church. There'll be some people that will never have a Bible, right? But they will meet you. You should be a living epistle. You should be the word personified and you with your love. Because how does God say or how does Jesus say that people recognize his disciples? He said they will be recognized because they walk in what? Love. They walk in what? Love. So, Spiritual believers, please consider what's been happening, and I'm going to be candid with you. More is coming. More is coming. And you want to be in position where you're on the rock. That your source and your your source and your only source is Daddy God, you hey vahe is Lord God Christ Jesus, is Lord God Ruhakadash, Lord God Holy Spirit. As I reflect on what has been happening and where people are, I am so grateful to my mother, Esther Williams, and my father, James Williams, for introducing me to Jesus the Christ at a very young age. And my biological father, Sam America, is also a strong believer in Christ Jesus. I just want to say that I want to close this broadcast with Romans 10.9. If you believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died, was buried, and was raised from the dead, then you profess with your mouth that He is your Lord and Savior, then you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. To be